Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. We almost weren't. Uh, <laughs> we almost weren't online uh, at, at the uh, start of the show. We had a, a bit of an internet outage here, but uh, fortunately, it was only temporarily. Temporary, <laughs> I should say. Temporary is that how I said it the first time? And uh, so we are. Uh, so we're all good. That happens once in a while. It's very, uh, very windy in uh, downtown Elm Street. I wonder if something got blown over and it took out our internet, or perhaps, perhaps it was a Russian hacking. And I say that only half kidding. No, it, it you know it happens. What are you going to do? But uh, no, we got back up in time. So uh, so that is uh, that is a great thing. So here we are, and it is Wednesday, April twenty seven, two thousand twenty two. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, before we get rolling, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan, right across the street at uh, one thousand Elm Street in downtown. Manchester. And uh, today is Wednesday, which means tonight is industry night at the Hopknot. They're opening up at 4 p.m. today. And uh, uh, the internet's still loading a little slow. I was going to read to you what they've got going on tonight. We'll circle back to it, though. We will uh, circle back, as Jen Saki would say. But, uh, you know, they've got industry night, uh, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, of course, trivia hosted by the great Bill Sini. Um, it is a, uh, they've got a lot going on there. Oh, I think we're, uh, maybe it's just Facebook that's giving me a little bit of trouble here at this point. Facebook can be glitchy. Maybe Elon Musk uh, will buy Facebook next and he'll fix that. Actually, I think there was some breaking news a little bit ago about, um, Elon Musk's, uh, bid to, uh, buy Twitter, uh, might not be, uh, might not be happening after all. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll circle back to that as well. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to. Yeah, Facebook is being a little funny, but uh, Facebook, uh, that's got nothing to do with anything else. Facebook is Facebook. What are you going to do, right? We'll come back to that. But we do love the Hopknot. Please stop in and enjoy some of those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. It is a wonderful place. Uh, they've got a big celebration coming up, their uh, one-year anniversary of the Gender Blender events that they've been having, a very popular event there. We tried to, uh, yesterday when EZG was here, we tried to talk him into attending one. Uh, we'll see. I think he said yes, but I can't quite remember. Uh, but uh, So a quick programming note. Coming up today uh, around uh, the 5 o'clock hour, 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Monty Seaburns, is it Seaburns or Cyburns? I think it's Seaburns. Uh, is going to be Skyping in. Uh, Billy Painter uh, connected us with uh, Monty. He is a very successful radio host who happens to be visually impaired. And I was watching a video of a news story. I mentioned it on the show yesterday, and uh, EZG was familiar with him. He had seen this gentleman in the news recently. Um, oh, it is Seaburns. Thank you, uh, Billy. I'm, I'm, by the way, I kind of had an epiphany about my whole thing with names, pronouncing names. I get anxious about it. <laughs> We'll, we'll circle back to that in a moment as well. But, uh, yeah, EZG had seen a story about Monty in the news, and uh, it, it, it's pretty impressive uh, what he's able to do. He's blind, but, um, you know, but he's able to run. Actually, the board that I saw, the soundboard that I saw in the news story about him was, you know, much more sophisticated than this is what we have here. So, you know, I, I can't even imagine uh, running this board without being able to see. So it's pretty impressive. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with him. So uh, around five ish, he'll be uh, he'll be skyping in. So looking forward to that quite a bit. And I appreciate Billy hooking us up with him. Six zero three two five zero six zero seven is the number to call. By the way, he will be uh, Monty will be joining us via Skype. So if you want to call in while Monty is with us with a question uh, or anything at all for Monty, uh, you'll be able to do that. Or you can call us in the meantime. About anything you like, 603-250-6007. Who knows? Maybe Scumpy will uh, uh, call today in the middle of the uh, uh, interview with Monty and uh, complain about uh, uh, Retro Spectrum Radio and all of that. <laughs> if you missed yesterday's show, go back and give it a listen. You'll understand what I mean. I, I can just imagine that. <laughs> and then he goes, he called us yesterday, right? I'm in the middle of uh, talking with Amanda McCarthy and Tom Shubsta and Scumpy calls in the middle of that. And it's like, uh, okay, well, Scumpy, do you have a question maybe for our guests? And he's like, oh, I didn't realize what you were doing. I can't get the show up in Concord, you know, because he lives in Concord. And it's like, um, I didn't feel like bothering to explain to him. You can get the show literally anywhere, anywhere where there's internet, you can get the show. <laughs> you don't have to be local here in Manchester. You can get it anywhere. That's, you know, that's why it streams online. So that was kind of fun. Anyway, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Yeah, it's EDG. Boy, some strange things always seem to happen when I'm in the uh, the chair there was the uh, scumpy phone call that would go down as one of the weirdest phone calls in the history of that station. And then I was there when the the jealous one tried to take over the show again. Well, that's happened many times. Yes, the yeah, I was there one. though that time. You had to like play a really long song. You know, he talks about you in his videos. Me? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I, I hope it's all good. Probably not though. Not at all. He refers to you as Easy Disease. That's his nickname for you. 
Oh, nice. I know one time I'm going to repeat the words, but he's called me a rotten name on the one show a while back. And you say, hey, you can't say it on the radio, but he, he doesn't have any uh, filter, that guy. Well, anyway, I didn't call to talk about the jealous one. Anyway, talking about egg on my face. I, I I watched a video last night of the show and a little bit this morning. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm trying not to you know be on the phone all day, and it was my fault. Egg on my face. I never announced to uh, um, yeah Abigail. Oh my God, I never announced to um, uh, Amanda and Tom that their their stuff was right there. So what I'm going to do is this is going to have to. Um, I can keep the small balloons because those balloons last forever. But the other balloon, you know, will obviously die before August, and the other stuff I'll just you know give away to, to the church or something because I have some food items for them. So. This, you know, I reached out to them on social media and I reached out to them on um, email, but they're so busy. You know, they're in Connecticut now. It's going to be in New York and Boston. You know, they're very busy. So it was, it was my fault. You know, I, I didn't even announce to, to them uh, that I, that bag was theirs. <laughs> so, Eric, we should explain for the listeners who are probably uh, dreadfully confused. So, right, on birthday gift, yeah. So, Easy G, of course, uh, regular listeners know this. Uh, Easy G is very generous. He likes to give unbirthday gifts. And we'll, uh, we'll, sometimes it's food items, sometimes it's balloons. Uh, yesterday, EZG brought with him to present to Amanda and Tom, our, our wonderful guests yesterday, a, a an unbirthday gift bag. But unfortunately, EZ forgot to present the gift bag to Amanda and Tom while they were here. Right. So they, on the couch. I looked at the video yesterday. It's like, wow, there it is on the couch. And I don't think they knew it was theirs. I never said anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, worse, worse, things, worse things can happen, you know? Worse things can happen. That is true, Eric. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. I, I sent you a message earlier, a few minutes ago, on your Facebook messenger that um, I reached out to Katie. And she said she'd like to come on again on May 24th, if that works out for you. Is that what you said in the message, the 24th? Yeah, man. I might have said the 25th, but I meant to say the 24th. The, uh, you know, <laughs> the usual call in, you know, around 4.15, and that works for you. Yeah, that's fine. I think the following week is more of the weekend. Some people go away for a couple of days. So. We we always enjoy. I know uh, you. I know you'll you'll be there on Monday, probably Memorial Day, because you never take days off. I I can't remember. Well, there's a few. There there are a few holidays that we do. Right, when the studio's closed, you can't come in for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why. Why why is that funny? You can't come in for Christmas. <laughs> Why the mischievous Yeah, I know. I know one time Jenny was there. He said, boy, I'm going to have to put up with his BS all week because he can't come to the stage. I know you're a hard worker. So that's not a bad thing, by the way. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Um, they say with Peter. If he's listening. He's a hard worker, too. You know, yes, he, he always is. comes in. It's snowstorms or cold weather. And Rama calls. Oh, I can't believe you made it in. But I say, hey, he says it's my job to come in and uh, entertain the, the crew in the morning. So I remember when. I give him uh, a lot of credit for coming in any kind of weather. So if you're listening, Peter, you do a great job. I remember when Scumpy was a regular uh, on the morning show. He was a hard worker. He'd bring uh, Peter a, a bagel or a muffin or something. Oh yeah, I know. I, 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 I hate to say this, but you know, the uh, I, I have a feeling he, he's he's uh, he's cut himself out of the radio uh, world. Unfortunately, he may have. I don't know. He's been cast aside. Yeah, I know Peter, Peter wasn't too happy with his uh, with his BS in the morning show, but I'm not going to talk for Peter, obviously, because you know I guess myself into trouble. So. Scumpy is, he's like a scorned lover. It's unfortunate. You know, I agree with Carol Robito. It's kind of unfortunate, you know, what happened. You know, we're trying to get, you know, get Carol to give her opinion. So, I don't really want to talk about it, you know. Her opinion on what? Just, it, about the, the uh, latest scandal, you know, with Scumpy calling in and ah, interrupting the show. Scumpy gate. And like, and like you said, he's done it before. It's not the first time. No, it is far from the first time. 
I bet I bet I get and a we call. We all have today. our vices, you know. Even, 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 we all have our vices, you know. God knows I've, I've made plenty of mistakes over the years, so oh, you, I'm not going to throw any arrows towards company. You know? we, we all we all do dumb things in life. You have more scandals than anyone I know. True, Taco Gate. Who can forget that one? Taco Gate, Tablet Gate. So, anyways, I'm going to drive in the probably the the the, uh, the Facebook Live uh, crew uh, insane. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, hang up and I'm going to be a listener for the rest of the show. I'm looking forward to your. Um, your uh, Skype, what's his name again? The fella coming in? Monty Seaburns. He'll be Skyping in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to yes. uh, hang up and be a listener for the rest of the show. All thank right, Eric. Are, thank uh, you for the call. You have a great great day. <laughs> well, thank you. You as well. All right. <laughs> well, that was our friend uh, EZG, Eric Agnan. And uh, EZ was here yesterday. Yes, he brought in a beautiful uh, a gift bag. For Amanda and Tom, and then uh, forgot to present it to them, and was in a panic, was in an absolute panic when he realized that they had left without the bag. But uh, he forgot to uh, he forgot to bring it in. I mean, he forgot to give it to them rather while they were here. So, but that was uh, that was a lot of fun yesterday. If you missed it, we had Amanda McCarthy and Tom Shubsta here, and uh, Katie Dobbins uh, called in for a bit as well, and. Uh, uh, we uh, we really enjoyed that. If you'd uh, like to, uh, if you miss it, and you'd like to listen or watch, of course, uh, all the shows are archived at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com, and, of course, on the Facebook, on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. Speaking of which, we've got a very busy chat room today. We'll say hello to everybody in there in just a moment. But you can give us a call at 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Um, I do want to say hello to everybody uh, in uh, Facebook uh, in a moment in the uh, live chat. But so I I, I realized something. Um, actually, it was yesterday that this occurred to me. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if people pick up on it, but I get I get nervous uh, with names um, I'm always afraid I'm, I'm pronouncing people's names incorrectly. Like even Monty's name was, you know, Billy had to, to message me and tell me it's Seaburns. I was like, is it Seaburns? Is it Cyburns? I don't know. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident uh, behind the microphone. But one thing that does trigger some anxiety in me, even while I'm doing the show, uh, where, you know, this is like the most, well, actually, it's really the least anxious part of my day because as an introvert, Behind a microphone is where I am most confident. I'm more confident doing a radio show than I am interacting with people in an interpersonal way. But um, but despite that confidence, I, I do get anxious with people's names. And this came up recently. We won't revisit it, but I was, you know, it was implied that I was, you know, just like an ignorant, typical ignorant white person because of it. But it actually stems from something else. I realized what it is. Because yesterday, if you uh, heard yesterday's show... You know, Tom Shubsda is here uh, along with uh, Amanda McCarthy. And I'm like, is it, it is Shubsda, right? Is it Shubsda? Am I saying it correctly? Or is it Shubsda? I don't know. I get, I get nervous with names. I, I, um, which is ironic because, you know, the jealous one pronounces my last name 15 different ways, all of them incorrect. And I find it hilarious, but 
you know, not everyone, uh, not everyone finds it hilarious uh, when when their names are uh, pronounced incorrectly, or if I simply, again, as we as we know recently, uh, an, an instance where I I just said I'll let you say your name because I'm not sure I'll get it right, and uh, that uh, resulted in uh, you know a bit of an aspersion uh, being uh, cast at me. But anyway, um, I realized what it is. It finally occurred to me, you know, because. We all have things that make make us anxious, make us nervous, and there's usually, and of course, you know, as a hypnotherapist, I, I help people to deal with these things and sometimes help to figure out what it is in their past that makes them nervous or anxious about a particular thing. And, and sometimes it's something buried so deep in the subconscious, you know, when you're dealing with phobias, for example, as a hypnotherapist, I help people with phobias, and um, sometimes it's... Um, you know, whatever it is, it's buried in there that to the extent that it's difficult to identify what it is, what what the incident was or what the moment was that may have caused such a phobia. And some of them just seem to be very common, like a fear of clowns, for example, is a surprisingly common phobia. But I figured out, and when it occurred to me, it was the most obvious thing in the world. It It, it seemed so obvious when it finally dawned on me why I get anxious about pronouncing people's names correctly, um, that I, I felt like, I felt foolish that it had somehow never occurred to me before. So here's where I think it started and why. It's the one thing I get really nervous with on the air. So when I was in high school, they used to do a thing at Concord High School called Radio Days. Now, why it was called Radio Days, D-A-Y-S, I have no idea because it was only one day. I don't know if maybe at one time it was a multi-day thing and it got shortened to one day and they just never changed the name of it. But it was called Radio Days, but it was only one day. And what it was, was every year, uh, it was right toward the end of the school year. It was in May or June. Um, you could sign up for a uh, to spend the day um, at a radio station called WKXL in Concord. And a uh, local station there. Actually, it was uh, in it was within walking distance of where I was living at the time. I could walk to WKXL. I think I did walk that day. Uh, but you could sign up and spend the day there, and and actually get to experience being on air. Um, and I think there were, you know, it wasn't like a big thing. I, I think there were maybe five of us in my group. You know, it wasn't something that a lot of people signed up for, but it was usually a handful of uh, students. It was one of the two things I did in high school um, where I got to experience actual media. The other one was I was an intern at Channel 21, uh, independent television station in Concord, which is long gone. They ended up closing, but not while I was still there, but yeah, within a couple of years after I was there. But uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I've been a radio nerd since I was a little kid. You know, when I was a, you know, this is something Peter White and I have in common, you know, the making cassette tapes of you know, pretend radio shows and whatnot. I did all of that. I was such a little radio nerd. So, and I've continued to be my whole life. So, uh, so I was probably the first one to sign up for, you know, when I learned about this radio days, what's this? So um, I think I did it every year that I was in high school. And like I said, it was usually just a small group. But one of the years that I did it, and I think this is where my anxiety over names stems from. So, I did radio days, 
and I went to WKXL uh, with the other students, and um, we were given, um, we were going to be reading, we were going to be doing a news segment live on the air. They were going to have us do a news segment, whoever wanted to participate. So not it wasn't a requirement or anything. And we weren't even getting any school credit for this. It was just a fun thing to do, but we signed up through the school. So um, so not everyone even wanted to do it. You know, like I said, there was maybe five or six of us, and some people were scared. Like, no, I don't want to talk on the air. I'm just here to see what a radio station is like and whatnot. But as you could probably imagine, I was like, ooh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I was very excited. So, but I wasn't the only one doing it. So we were given, like, I think one of the students was given news. One of the students was given weather. I was given sports. Um, I didn't ask for sports. It's just, you know, the DJ who was kind of running the thing, who was a very, very nice guy. I wish I knew his name. I can't remember his name. I, if I did, I'd reach out to him. I'd see if he's still around. But, um, so, but he was really, really nice guy. And he seemed to really like, you know, showing the students how this all worked and whatnot. And uh, so this wasn't like just uh, an annoyance to him because you could imagine how some people would be annoyed. Oh, really? I got high school students coming in today and I got to spend time with them. Oh, this is going to be a pain. But no, this guy was really nice and really cool and and uh, and informative. But he, for whatever reason, he assigned me sports. Now, I was game, uh, pun fully intended, Um you know, I was just happy to be there. So whatever. As long as I get to read stuff on the air, I'm excited, right? Here's the problem. So um, I'm reading the sports, and for someone who never had an interest in sports, I think I was doing pretty well with it. Right up to the point where we got to the section about tennis, and... There was some big thing going on at the time. What What is uh, Wimbledon or what? I don't know anything about tennis. I didn't know anything about it then. I don't know anything about it now. But there was some big tennis tournament thing, I don't know, happening at the time. And uh, it, it was international. People from all over the world playing tennis in, the, in, in these uh, tournaments or whatever. Again, I know nothing about it. I just know that... Um, you know, here I am, Matthew Connerton from Concord, New Hampshire, who all of a sudden is staring at a sheet of paper with some names that are unlike names I've ever seen before in my life. And some of these names are very, very long, you know, like Russian type names, you know, names that have a whole lot of consonants and not too many vowels in them for some reason. And it's like, and and I remember, I remember I'm reading the sports and I'm I'm doing pretty well with it. I I you know I think I don't have a recording of it or anything, but if memory serves, I was doing pretty well with it. But I couldn't help myself. It's it's a habit that I still have today, and it's useful actually. But I was even as I was reading what I was reading, I'm sort of glancing ahead to see what's coming, and I'm starting to get nervous. Because I'm as I'm reading and I'm sort of glancing down the page to see what's ahead, I'm seeing these names. I see tennis is coming up. Now, one of the names, even though it was a long name, it was like one of those names that I knew I was going to have trouble with, Martina Navratilova. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly now. I'm pretty sure I said it correctly then, though, because, well, again, I, knowing nothing about tennis, but she was so famous, everybody knew who Martina Navratilova was. So, 
I get to that name. That was like the first name I hit in the section about tennis. Good. Okay. Big, long name. Hard name. But I got it. I nailed it because I had heard the name a thousand times. But then it all goes to hell. (laughs) I got through that name, you know, and there might have been, you know, there might have been a couple of other easy ones in there. Like, I don't know, John McEnroe or whoever else was a big tennis player at the time. Oh, but then we got to those, we got to some very long European last names, you know, and uh, I just struck, and and the anxiety was just, I got through it. I got through it. I didn't freeze up, proud to say. I didn't freeze up. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't go into, I didn't have a panic attack live on the air or anything like that. I got through it. But it was rough. And, um, but anyway, I got through it. We finished it up and, uh, and that was it. And, um, again, the, the DJ, uh, who I wish I knew his name and how to, how to reach him, but, um, he was so nice and, and, and he was very understanding. And he, he, he said to me afterward, he said, man, my, uh, he said, great job. Uh, I know you struggled with those names. My heart went out to you when you got to that part because I, I know what that's like and uh, you're reading names you've never seen before and some of them, you know, like I said, they have too many consonants and not enough vowels or they've got, uh, you know, uh, apostrophes in them. Uh, and I'm used to only seeing that with Irish names as other names that have that, you know. he So he was he was really nice and very encouraging. But um, but anyway, uh, so so that was that, that was it. That was my radio days experience. Overall, very positive. But it finally dawned on me. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I couldn't believe it had never occurred to me before. I said, wait a minute. That's it. That's where that comes from. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. And that's what creates moments where, like, for example, yesterday, Amanda McCarthy and Tom Shubsda are here, and I know it's Shubsda. I know for a fact it's Shubsda. That's how you say his last name. And yet, and knowing that, knowing that, I'm sitting here going, is it, it is Shubsda, right? It's not Shubsda, it's Shubsda. Even though I know it's Shubsda, I can't help myself. I, it, it's, it's compulsive. I'm going, I, I, am, am I saying it correctly? Am I getting it right? You know, e- even later in the show, it happened again. Like, I-, I said his name again to reintroduce them to the audience. And I'm going, it is Shubsta, right? Even though we'd already gone through that earlier in the show. And I'm like, why do I, you know, but I know. 
I, I know what it is. I know what it is that triggers that anxiety response in me. So I finally figured it out. And again, it was something so obvious to me. It was like, how did this never occur to me before? But that's what it is. It's that day doing radio days, even though it was only one day, but they call the radio days. Doing radio days at WKXL and having to pronounce these, uh, you know, I think there was a Czechoslovakian uh, tennis player and, uh, you know, uh, I I just you know it was it was very challenging for me but but that's what it was so now I have to uh, I have to get over that I have to get past that now that I've identified the root of where that came from uh, anyway six zero three two five zero six zero seven six zero three two five zero six zero seven I do want to say hello to everybody in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, Dirk Don joins us. Dirk, of course, from Arrogant Media and Java Fog, two great YouTube channels with a lot of worthwhile content. I suggest you subscribe to those. Dirk is, of course, from the great state of Iowa. Dirk says, poor Matt is by himself. We have to clog up the phone lines to keep him company. <laughs> Mike Pelopita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry and the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, historic, of course, as it is named for the great General Sunbeam, the greatest military mine since sliced bread, and he is buried in the cement in the basement of the Sunbeam Mall. That's how it got its name. Uh, Charles Richardson joins us in the Facebook live chat. Charles, of course, from the great state of Florida and host of the Charles Richardson Show. Uh, Charles says, hey, all, check me out on the Rob and Slim Show tonight. I'll be on at 730 Eastern. Uh, and he wrote parenthetically that 6.30 Central, 5.30 Mountain, 4.30 Pacific. A little bit of an inside joke. If you know, you know. But, yes, yeah, so Charles Richardson will be on tonight on Rob and Slim, which does stream online. Uh, they do a great show, and that's cool that uh, Charles is going to be on. Very, very nice. Uh, Jenny is in the Facebook live chat. Uh, DJ Steve also joins us. Hello. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us. Eric, of course, from... Uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Eric is on right now on uh, John Hopwood's program, his uh, television program, Ward 13 with John Hopwood. But um, Eric, of course, is uh, trying to see. Oh, yes, I couldn't remember. Big Trouble in Little China is the film that Eric is reviewing this week. First classic film review, and we should mention too, Pilcher's Point, which is a great website that Eric has with a lot of uh, articles on it that Eric writes, and um, many of them actually directly tie in with the film reviews that he does uh, on this program every Friday, along with uh, his conversations about film with John Hopwood on uh, on his program. Paulie C is in the Facebook live chat. Hello. Paulie C., of course, from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here at WMNH 95.3 FM. And uh, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show along with Dan Randlett, or Dan Randall, as he's known, and uh, DJ Steve. And this Friday, we are joined by Peter White of The Morning Show with Peter White for some uh, Brady Bunch trivia. Really looking forward to that. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Ridley Nation in the house. Hey, Dave Ridley. How are you? Oh, I'm uh, okay. I, uh, is it okay to change the subject? Yes, it is. I uh, I don't have an internet connection right now, uh, oh. so I, I can't listen. Um, 
So I have uh, I have news regarding the New Hampshire Independence Drive. Okay. So two things that have happened. Um, I guess the um, first is that a an anonymous, well, I think it's an anonymous donor or someone has sort of popped out popped onto the scene with a fifty thousand dollar donation, uh, and they're fun, they're going to be funding a a poll of New Hampshire residents to determine what they actually, like a scientific poll to determine what they actually think about the idea of being an independent country or, or at least being able to vote on it. Wow. An actual poll. Yeah. And it's, I think they're, they're also going to fund polls in seven other independence leaning States to see where they stand as well. So that's why it costs so much. I think normally like a poll just in New Hampshire, I don't think would cost more than five or 10 grand, but uh, this is going to be a wider thing than just that. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, hopeful that the poll will reveal that New Hampshire is ready to secede? Uh, yeah, I would say I would put the number, though, at more like 35 or 40 percent. I don't I doubt it's the majority at this time. Yeah. If you think about it, Scotland in 20, I think a few years before the actual referendum, Scotland independence is only polling at 25%. By the time it sort of became real for people, it was up to 40, you know, 49% in the actual vote. Okay. Hmm. Well, no, it'll, it'll be interesting to uh, see. Wasn't there a poll? Didn't the union leader, was it the union leader who uh, published a poll that you had discussed uh, not that long ago? On the uh, show, yeah, the unscientific the unscientific group uh, poll in the union leader in 2021 showed 71 percent support, but again, that's just unscientific, and it's probably showed more the level of excitement of independence activists as opposed to the not very excited, you know, not very excited nature of people who are voting against it. They just weren't as mobilized, probably. And there was also a union leader poll in 2016, uh, and it showed 41 percent support for independence but bear in mind the, the 2016 poll was was just asked was asking whether people really wanted independence for new hampshire and the 2021 poll was asking if they wanted to be able to if they were they were just asking if they favored the constitutional amendment getting to you know being able to vote on it and yeah. they, they, it was just a question of whether they wanted to have a referendum on it as opposed to whether they wanted to uh actually secede um, Scott Robinson is in the Facebook live chat and is asking Dave, if you are a free stater. Yes. I wasn't sure about that either. I couldn't remember if you were, or if you were from here originally. Yes. I signed the letter of intent in 2002. Gotcha. That's right. Oh, very good. So, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. And, but, and that's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. That's what people tend to forget. Uh, you know, they, the people who were against this tried to not not bring up too much the fact that that this this constitutional amendment that went through the state house process that was not a declaration of independence. It was, I mean, it it, it was a vote, a ref, public referendum. It was legislation to make a public referendum on a declaration of independence. Yeah, yeah. Right, not voting. Just, just letting the people letting the people vote on it, um, right. and that's what everyone who's against it is against the 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 ability of the average New Hampshireite to decide this for themselves. 
Well, I'm I'm perfectly fine uh, with uh, the average New Hampshireite uh, getting to vote on it. Uh, I'm, uh, but I'm you know quite skeptical. But uh, all right, well that no, but that is uh, that is an interesting development, Dave. Uh, all right, and anything to add? There is additional news in the form of uh, I guess uh, someone else came out of the woodwork. I've never heard of him, Matt Matt Sanborin or something like that. Uh, just popped up out of nowhere and. Uh, created a New Hampshire independence pack. So there's now a political action committee officially set up in New Hampshire to push for independence. Oh, okay. But you're not familiar with the guy who's doing it? No. And hmm. I think one of the reasons for that is just that he works on Sundays and he cannot attend our meetings. But we have uh, we have weekly e-meetings, um, you know, where we just, whoever wants to pop by can pop by and People who are against it are invited to come by and make presentations, and that's been done. Um, and uh, we just, you know, chatter. It's kind of like, kind of like a cross between a town hall meeting and a podcast. Yeah, no, you've uh, you've told us about that before, and I I commend you on being open to uh, people who oppose the idea. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, still being able to participate and make their case for why for why they oppose it, and uh, and and being open to listening to uh, different viewpoints on it. I think that's great. We need uh, we need more of that just generally in the world. Well, Anna Stanitz is sort of the expert on the Slovenian independence drive. Her dad led the um, secret referendum in 1990. I guess it was secretly organized against the wishes of the Belgrade government. And uh, anyway, so what she says is like they were caught pretty well off guard by how fast independence happened. It was just sort of an idea. And all of a sudden they were independent. And that was because outside forces moved so fast that it just it just drove them it drove them into the arms of the independence movement. It drove everybody into the arms of the independence movement because the the central government was behaving so badly. Um, anyway, so she she just said they were caught so off guard that they lost a lot of money and they had a lot of opportunities that they were missed and a lot of chaos that didn't need to happen if they had just planned for it further in advance. She said a lot of those problems wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. So mm-hmm. I think in some ways we're doing better than the Slovenes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right, Dave. Uh, well, very good. Anything to uh, add to that? Uh, that is all. All right. Uh, you want to know more, go to nhexit.com. I should sing nhexit.com. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> hey, why not? All right, Dave. Well, very good. Well, thank you for the call. Nice to speak with you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. All right, you got it. Take care. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Dave Ridley from uh, The Ridley Report and, of course, NHXit.com. Is that how it went? I don't know. I don't. I couldn't quite find the beat, but uh, no, but I, I, I liked it well enough. Well, it opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. You can text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. Uh, let's see. I do want to say hello to uh, everybody. Uh, I think we've got a couple of new people in our Facebook live chat. Eric Street says, who exactly is Scumpy? I don't think I ever, I've ever seen him on the show as a regular. Yeah, Scumpy at one time used to make frequent appearances on the morning show with Peter White and uh, would occasionally uh, bring Peter, I think, a bagel or a muffin or something. And, um, you know, and that's how Scumpy got to be 
you know, uh, I've always said, really uh, the lifeblood of the organization, just a very, very important person here. And uh, I, I think really um, just contributing uh, so massively uh, to the success of WMNH. So, of course, you know, now he feels that he's been scorned, he's been spurned, he has been cast out of the garden uh, because of, uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. It's, you know, it, it, it involves uh, Pauly C's program, and he addressed it yesterday when he called in. But you can listen to yesterday's show if you missed it. But uh, Crystal from the great state of Illinois joins us in the chat room, says, Taco Gate, I'm making grilled chicken tacos for supper tonight. Mm, I do love tacos. DJ Steve, who I mentioned earlier, he's in the Facebook live chat, said uh, it was an awesome show yesterday. Uh, thank you, Steve. Yes, yesterday we had Amanda McCarthy and Tom Shubsda here. See, when Tom isn't here, I, I feel perfectly confident saying his name. It's when he's it's 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 when the person is in front of me that I get nervous with their name. Um Miriam Banish uh, joins us in the chat and says Jeff Scumpy Lorenzo and his brother oh, you mean Lorenz, and his brother Lenny uh, used to be on the morning show every day. That's true. Lenny was on the morning show every single day for a long time. Miriam says Scumpy and his brother Lenny oh yeah, same same thing. Um, oh, Melanie Law Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us and says, no worries, I shredded the letter. She's going to write a letter about uh, our internet being down. Uh, she said it was in triplicate, though, just so you all know how serious I was. <laughs> yes, I had posted earlier before the show that we might not be streaming today or at least not all of the show because uh because of our internet outage but fortunately it, it came back up before we even got on the air uh rocky huber joins us in the chat and says what's up rocky says quote he can't attend the protests at the post office he works on sunday unquote quote from bitcoin gandhi <laughs> dave ridley's alter ego and hello to joel elber better known around here as the moose in the Facebook live chat. Yes, the Moose, Peter White's original co-host. Um, I, You know, it always surprised me that when uh, when the Moose left that uh, Scumpy didn't get the gig, you know, because he was so he was so important to, you know, not only the morning show, but uh, important to this show as well, even though he'd only been on a couple of times. But, you know, Scumpy, uh, such an inspiration to me. And uh, even now today, uh, even though I, I hardly ever hear from him, I mean, he is the wind beneath my wings. He's he's the one who inspires me to come in here every day. So, you know, it's uh, it's a shame I won't get to see him Friday. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but that's just the way it goes. Um, <laughs> 603-250-6007, uh, Coming up in a little bit, uh, just after the top of the hour, we will be joined via Skype by Monty Seaburns, a very successful uh, radio host with a very unique and interesting story. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. Rocky... Uh, yeah, he already complained uh, about the internet being down. Got the number from you know who. Um, let's see. There was a. Oh, here it is. Um, you know, we've been so hyper focused on Ukraine lately on the show. And, you know, a couple other things that have come up. We haven't really talked about COVID much. Um, but if you missed it, and it's uh, very possible that you did, again, because it does get buried in all the news about Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, 
you know, there was a pandemic going on, if, if you might remember, uh, COVID-19. Um, Dr. Fauci has stated, and this is from CNN.com, but it's being reported everywhere, that the U.S. is out of the pandemic phase. So this comes from Dr. Fauci himself. And, you know, we've kind of been waiting for this uh, this moment where we could we could say that we've gone from pandemic to endemic. I would have rather gone from pandemic to just really stamping and stomping this thing out. But uh, we need everybody on the same page and working together to do that. And uh, freedom and liberty and all that. So uh, so can't do that, of course. But um, can't have everyone taking it seriously. Uh, that's uh, clearly too much to ask uh, of Americans. But uh, this is the next best thing. And that's what I've always said. If we can get from pandemic to endemic, at least we're not necessarily in a situation where you know, uh, thousands of people are dying all over the country every single day and millions worldwide. And and uh, we're able to kind of manage this and uh, keep people safe and, uh, and also getting people treatment. Actually, there is a new treatment, in fact. Well, I want to get to this first, but just a little, uh, uh, if you have, I, f- I forget what it's called, and, and maybe we'll get to it later in the show, maybe uh, later in the second hour after we talk to Monty, but there's a new treatment or new-ish that apparently reduces hospitalizations by 90%. So that is fantastic. But uh, this is uh, this is the news. This, again, is from CNN.com. The United States is out of the COVID-19 pandemic phase, said Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor and the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Uh, Fauci said on PBS's NewsHour uh, yesterday, quote, We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are, unquote. Uh, COVID-19 cases in the U.S. have tumbled dramatically over the past couple of months as the Omicron wave receded, but daily cases are still two times higher than they were for most of last summer. Now, let's stop there for a moment because, yeah, uh, cases cases are actually up, as it says here, twice what they were at this time last summer, but or, or most of last summer, it says, I should say. Not this time last summer, but most of last summer. Um, but, you know, we, it, there's kind of a an inversion here that has happened where cases have, have gone way up, but hospitalizations have continued to plummet. And it would appear that what has happened, and this is what some of the more optimistic people who uh, have been monitoring this and discussing it daily uh, on the cable news shows like uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, for example, what what many were cautiously, cautiously, opti- but optimistically predicting was that we would get to a point where, because apparently this follows a pattern of similar viruses in the past, where a virus, as it mutates, as these variants and these mutations happen, will often become incrementally more contagious while also becoming incrementally less severe. And that's what seemed to be playing out with Omicron. Um, 
remember when when we first learned about Omicron, it was like, oh no, <laughs> a brand new variant here that is more contagious. But there was early optimism, and this was what we saw coming out of Africa. There was early optimism that, okay, it's actually much more contagious than Delta, but it also may be actually less severe. There's data su- to suggest because infections are, are uh, again, going, going back to what we were seeing in Africa, infections are, are spiraling out of control, but hospitalizations are not, which might mean that this is becoming, this has reached that stage where it becomes even more infectious but less severe. And hopefully that is the trend that we're now on with this. And it appears that that is, in fact, what has happened. And there's been these subvariants like BA2 and whatnot where the severity seems to be, um, I mean, if you're vaccinated, you know, the most you can expect probably, you know, unless you're uh, very old or, or you have uh, pre-existing conditions that underline conditions that may uh, affect you. But for most people who are fully vaccinated and boosted, you, you know, you might have a, a cold and or you might be completely asymptomatic. Um, so that is why. So we are at that point, and that is, I assume, why Dr. Fauci feels confident in finally saying this, because he's been very cautious about saying this, but he's finally saying this. We're out of the pandemic phase, which means it's now endemic, which means we are stuck with it, but at least we can treat it and manage it better and keep people out of the hospital and so on. So so not a bad place to be. As I said, I would have liked it if we could have all worked together and really stamped this thing out. But again, that's too much to ask, apparently. Um, but you know, the people who were being cautiously optimistic turned out to be right. It would appear now, of course, that does not mean God forbid, and I'm not saying I think this is going to happen and I haven't heard anyone else say they think this is going to happen, but we have to be vigilant. There could be a new variant of COVID-19 that emerges that, you know, that takes us in the wrong direction where it's not only more transmissible, but actually more severe. And we start going backward with this thing, but hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, let's see. It says here, we'll just, we'll finish this up quickly and then we'll get to a break. So I'm looking forward to talking to Monty after the break. Uh, COVID-19 uh, cases have uh, tumbled dramatically, but daily cases are still two times higher. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say about that. Um, in fact, Omicron is so transmissible that there are, are potentially millions of people who have had Omicron and had no idea that they had it. I mean, you could be, you could be vaccinated and boosted come into contact with Omicron and be completely asymptomatic, have no idea that you were ever, ever even sick. So there is a theory that whatever these numbers are that we know are, are much higher, two times higher than they were for most of last summer they might actually be exponentially higher than they were last summer. And we just don't know because people are getting it because it's so transmissible. People are getting it. Don't even know they have it or people are getting it. And they're, they're just saying, well, you know, I got a little sniffle here. Uh, I'm not going to bother to get tested. Uh, It's probably just a cold. It may not be, it might be Omicron, but um, you know, but, but estimates are that, uh, you know, the, the majority, I mean, now they're saying it, the majority of Americans have been infected with uh, with COVID at one point or another. 
Uh, it says here, new cases are ticking back up in most states and hospitalizations have started to rise over the past week. Okay, that's not good. Um, fewer people are dying of COVID-19 now, though, than during most of the pandemic. Uh, but with more than 400 deaths a day, the past two months of COVID-19 have been more deadly than most recent flu seasons. So this is still, again, remember, we're not done with it. It's not done with us. Probably a more accurate way of putting it. So we need to be vigilant. We need to keep a close eye on this. Uh, Fauci said that although the coronavirus won't be eradicated, the level of virus in society could be kept very low if people are intermittently vaccinated, possibly every year. And we've discussed that. It may be, you know, you get the flu shot every year. Maybe you also get a COVID shot every year. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Virtual Health is here. Here to keep hearts healthy. With comprehensive care from general cardiology to heart rhythm care and advanced surgeries, Virtua is South Jersey's heart headquarters. Learn more or make an appointment at virtua.org slash heart. Virtua Health, here for good. Fine with me. Uh, currently, local health officials on the ground across the U.S. are still working to get more people fully vaccinated and boosted against COVID-19. A um, little bit more here. So, according to Fauci, the COVID-19 situation in the U.S. also doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening in the rest of the world. Fauci said, quote, pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection that spreads rapidly among people. So if you look at the global situation, there is no doubt this pandemic is still ongoing, unquote. The European Commission said Wednesday that the COVID-19 pandemic is not over and that, quote, vigilance and preparedness remain essential, unquote, uh, as it published a set of proposals to help European countries manage the current phase and prepare for the next one. Um, I'm going to skip down here just a little bit more to this. Um, in the U.S., shifting out of the pandemic is not language that Lori Tremel Freeman, chief executive officer at the National Association of County and City Health Officials, has heard in conversations within local health departments, she said uh, today. But there has been a, sh a subtle shift on the ground with local health organizations. I'm sorry, with local health officials now returning some focus to non-COVID areas such as maternal health, childhood immunizations, tuberculosis, and HIV. Quote, I think there are subtle shifts being made at the local level health departments to normalize the pandemic response in a way that allows them to get back to the core work of their public health departments. But those words that were used about the pandemic ending are not well circulated in the public health area right now, unquote. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, still being very, very cautious about, you know, you don't necessarily want to. And by the way, for anyone who's wondering, that's why I think 
there was no, I mean, this is something that Fauci said on uh, on NewsHour on PBS. There was no big announcement. There was no, you know, balloons and confetti. Hey, the pandemic is over. You know, no big celebration or anything like that because that would set the wrong tone. This is not a, this is not a declare victory, it's over type of thing. This is a, okay, we're past the worst of this. Now it's, uh, we got to shift our focus to managing it, but make no mistake, this is still here. This is still with us. It's probably going to always be with us and we need to manage it properly. If we're not going to eradicate it because we already missed our chance to do that, we need to manage it so that we don't have people ending up in the hospital and dying uh, when that could be prevented. So we need to manage it. And if you're sick, wear a mask. So in case you're carrying it, you don't infect others like they do in Asia. In Asian countries, that's just custom there. You know, it, it's manners, really. If you're if you're out and about and you've got a, a cold or a flu, you wear a mask so you're not passing it to other people. Maybe we can get into the habit of doing that here in the United States. I know, I know, if you wear a face mask, you're not a real patriot or whatever it is anti-maskers uh, think. Uh, but I think it would be a good idea, you know, instead of coughing and sending phlegm and droplets into the air and getting everybody around you sick, put on a face mask. What's the big deal? Is it too much to ask? Again, I know for some people it is, but I think it's a good idea. Tom Blanchard said, now all we have to worry about is the recession that's coming. Well, I'm not convinced of that, Tom. I'm going to be an optimist about that. All right, let's take a break. It is just past the top of the hour. A little bit after 5 p.m., we're going to play a little song. We're going to show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to our guest today, uh, Monty Seaburns, who is going to be Skyping in with us. So don't go away. There is plenty more to come. Welcome back. We are well in hour number two, Numero Dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., Today is Wednesday, April 27, 2022. In just a moment, we're going to be joined via Skype by Monty Seaburns, who has uh, got an interesting story to tell. Let's uh, We'll put it that way. Um, and he is a radio host, and I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with him. Monty, is that you? Oh, yes, that's me. I, I hear you now. Ah, excellent, excellent. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on with you this afternoon. Good to be here. I've noticed uh, you have a radio voice. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That, 
That's what they say. Yeah. I don't have a face for television. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, Thank you. no, it's, it's good to talk to you. And I'm, uh, I'm very happy that, uh, that our friend Billy Painter uh, connected us. Uh, let me just uh, mention too to everybody. So uh, we're going to be uh, speaking with Monty for a little bit. If you have a question or anything for him uh, while we're doing that, the phone line is open because we have Monty on Skype. So you can call us at 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. And of course you can uh, interact and opine in the Facebook live chat as well. But uh, so, Monty, you are uh, you are a radio professional, of course. And uh, uh, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Well, it, I, I was born premature. And as a result of that, I lost my eyesight completely at birth. Wow. Uh, but I just became fascinated with sound and mimicking things that I heard. The first thing I mimicked was my mom uh, singing while she played the piano. How great thou art. And. I started mimicking things I heard on the radio, 1190 WoWo, which was a, a heritage station, is a heritage station in Fort Wayne. And I knew from a very young age, probably three or four, that I wanted to be that voice coming out of the, the speakers and reaching out to kids and people everywhere. It, it just was a really cool thing for me. So a cousin of mine brought me into the local FM educational station, and that was it. I've Ever since I've been five, I've been in and out of studios, you know. That's remarkable to me that at such a young age, you knew, you know, because people, you know, kids, you know, you ask a kid what they want to do when they grow up and, you know, they want to be a policeman or a fireman or, you know, usually something where they think there's, it's going to be action oriented in some way. But, but you knew uh, pretty young that you wanted to work in radio and, and right out of the uh, five years old, that was your first, uh, that was your first experience in a radio station, huh? Yes. I mean, my other choice was I liked our neighbor's dairy farm. I wanted to milk cows, but uh, <laughs> that required, you know, a lot of work and uh, no weekends off. So I decided, well, maybe radio is better than running milking <laughs> machines, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and and there's probably less that can go wrong. But uh, no, that's uh, that, that's amazing. So So you essentially, so you were born blind. So you've so you've never had sight, so you have no idea, um, you know, uh, what it's what it's like to be able to see at all. So, I mean, I assume completely blind, fully, you have no vision whatsoever? Yes, uh, totally blind, no vision whatsoever. I have two prosthetic eyes, so I can keep an eye out for you, as the <laughs> saying goes. <laughs> Wow, but uh, but radio was such an audio-driven field that, yeah. that I was just attracted to it, and it's it's I've been so blessed uh, to have so many opportunities. Uh, even when doors were being shut, uh, I just kept pursuing it and pursuing it, you know. And uh, it's just been a real blessing, and it's it's a real thrill to be able to reach out, play music, and and entertain people, and and just reach out to them. This might be an odd question, but um, you do have that, you know, that really that classic radio voice. It, it, did, it, did that start to, was that noticeable from a young age? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you, you were interested in radio at a very young age, but was it also obvious at a young age that you were going to, as you developed, as you got older, that, that, that voice that you have? You know, uh, according to some of my schoolmates, it was because I was the guy that would run around with a, a little Donnie and Marie Osmond microphone <laughs> going, 
hey, you know, in my prepubescent voice, we're reporting the news and we're interviewing so-and-so. And I went to residential school, so I would record everyone in the dorm and, and uh, do little news stories and that kind of thing. So if you ask my schoolmates, I thought my younger voice sounded kind of uh, bad, but uh, I I, mean, uh, I had trouble with my THs, and uh, it was Miss Kent, the speech teacher, that says, if you want to do radio, you'll learn how to pronounce your TH sounds, and I did. Yeah, I, I worked on it very hard, and, and thank God for her because she was she was a godsend. Oh, you know? that, that, that's that's excellent. Uh, we have a call. Uh, Ron is on the line. Hi, Ron. Yeah, hi, Matt. Uh, wow, what a guess! Uh, unbelievable. Let me try to shut off my radio. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! If you had never said anything, I would have thought you know, wow, what a good guy and uh, everything else. So congratulations <laughs> on uh, overcoming your disability, if that's what you want to call it, and. Uh, what I my question was um, in today's science and what it you know in all the advancements uh, is there still no hope to help you if you wanted help or if you could get it? Well, in my case, probably not because my eyes were enucleated, uh, removed totally when I was twenty one years of age. Uh, now my wife, who has uh, retinitis pigmentosa and is also totally blind. I believe there is hope for her that they could do some cellular regeneration. We're not there yet, but I think that she could get her sight back. And that would be just wonderful because she had, she was partially sighted up until she was around 33 years of age and she lost her sight after she had her twins. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. That's a great question, Ron. That is a very good question. I'm going to hang up now because I can't even begin to, um, contribute to this conversation i'm just i'm all ears i can't want to hear everything this gentleman has to say all right very good ron thank you for the call yeah thank you bye-bye you, you got it um so so your wife when, when she had the twins was that uh i mean was that a coincidence that that's when she lost the, the remainder of her sight or or well they had always told her we had known each other since uh 1978 and we worked each other's first marriage we married later in life but uh she married and, and had four uh, you know beautiful children uh her daughter mecca was born first and then her twins and that's when it they always said you run the risk of losing what vision you have if you have children but she just had a passion uh for raising her children she's an ordained minister um, she struggled through agoraphobia and reaches out. She's now getting her degree in Christian counseling and she just hasn't let it stop her. I mean, she's very much involved with being compassionate toward others and trying mm-hmm. to reach out and minister to others, you know, even, even through the circumstances she's been given. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. So she knew the risk, but wow. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit now? I watched a news story. Um, and, and by the way, uh, easy G who was here with us yesterday, he was, he was familiar with you when I mentioned your name, he had seen you in the news. Um, but I, I'd watched a news story about you, you going to apply at a radio station and they, you know, they, they were, uh, they, they saw the cane and everything and they were very skeptical and they ended up not hiring you. I mean, can you, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, um, about your journey through your radio career and, and, and how you got to where you are now with it. And just take us through that a little bit. Sure. I, I was 13 at the time and there was the station 
uh, had gone from being Z103 to WJRYFM, uh, owned by a fellow named Rob Sherman. I don't, I think he's passed on now. Uh, but he, uh, he couldn't afford to pay people. He ran into some financial difficulties. But I said, well, you know, here I am. I'm 13. I really want to help this man out because I don't necessarily need to get paid. I would want the job more for the experience of getting airtime yeah. and honing my craft. So I, I submitted a tape, and he said, hey, come in. We want to talk to you. We like your tape. And then he saw the cane, and, oh, you can't read the meters, and you can't take transmitter readings. And, and I thought, well, I'm sure there's a way we could work around that. But it never ended up happening. Uh, but then when the station sold to another gentleman, he brought me on and gave me a shot, <clears throat> excuse me, on the weekends. And uh, that, you know, and I kind of just went, bounced around from station to station at that point, doing weekend work and filling work and whatever I could get, you know. Um, so what, I mean, how do you, uh, <laughs> how, how do you figure out, uh, being visually impaired, how do you figure out how to work all the equipment? I mean, what, what goes into, what goes into that? Well, you know what? I, I, I've been very blessed when I touch a control board, I seem to almost instinctively understand that. And I think that's, that's, and I, in fact, I don't think I know that's a God-given gift, um, you know, because I can say, okay, this is where the mic pod is going to be, and this is, you know, and sometimes they differ from board to board. Yeah. But you get the general idea, and when I started, it was all records and reel-to-reels and carts. Um, but now with the computer, there's speech programs like JAWS, which stands for Job Access with Speech, that can read the screen to you. So oh. uh, you can, you, you really, there's so much that's available nowadays to make that happen for you. And that's how we, you know, we do it. Yeah. I mean, the, the technology, you know, obviously in the time that you've been doing this over the years, the technology has, uh, has advanced uh, so much. And, and I can only imagine uh, how much, I, I mean, the resources that are available now to help you, with that, I'm sure our, when you started, there was probably next to nothing, right? You just had to kind of, like you said, you just had to kind of learn the board and then figure that out. Um, yes. Yeah. We, you know, we would put braille labels on things, on record uh, jackets and that kind of thing, or you oh. would just drop a needle on it, <laughs> listen to it in, in the cue game, and then backspin it. You know, the whole business that you do. Yeah. And and there it was, you know, and then you would just intro it, you know, it, it, and it was a really, really awesome experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, right now you, you have your own internet station. Is that correct? Yes. Z103.com emulates the old FM that used to be here. And it's all, we, we play over seven decades of music, everything from the fifties through today. And we serve Huntington, Indiana, and the surrounding communities that aren't necessarily being represented by Fort Wayne Radio. Uh, so, and it's an open door policy. We we got a kid that wants to come in and talk about comparing Star Wars to Harry Potter on the morning <laughs> show. So we let him do it. Yeah, because we know his family's going to listen. His friends are going to, and it's just fun. We just we have fun with it. You know, we were. The mayor's office has partnered with us, and we just interviewed the robotics team from our local junior high schools, and it has been just amazing, you know. 
Now, how long have you had this, uh, Z103.com? We launched it on January 3rd of this year. Oh. And our hope is to get enough ad dollars that we can put full-time staff on the air, including other blind people that want a shot at radio that aren't being given a chance. That's that's my hope and my fervent prayer that we can employ them and give them gainful employment oh, and that, salaries. That's outstanding. Good for you. Have you heard from other, I mean, I assume because you're, uh, because you're, you're out there uh, doing these interviews and, and, you know, you're in the media, do you hear from other blind people uh, who are trying to get into radio or maybe who are in radio who are just looking for help furthering their careers? Yeah, we're starting to, uh, at this point, we're all working uh, paycheck-free until we get this off the ground. Yeah. But we're starting to, it's starting to trickle in and increase. And that's something we're very grateful for. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Good for you. And then, uh, yes. so, now, is this uh, streaming 24 hours? Yes, sir, it is. 24-7. Always. Always on. And the great thing, too, you know, obviously, whereas you're streaming is, you know, as you've described it, it kind of serves uh, the area that you're in. But, of course, people from anywhere in the world can access it, which is um, which is wonderful. It, it really is. And people do because they like that small town feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to I'm, I'm going to be doing the one chip challenge uh, with the hot, spicy chip the last Friday in May to raise donations for Love in the Name of Christ, a local uh, charity organization. And they get to come out and watch me make a fool of myself, <laughs> and they bring a donation to Love, Inc., you know, and it's it, we're hoping a lot of people will show up. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. How, how did you, uh, by the way, how did you meet our friend? Uh, we have a mutual friend, of course, Billy Painter. How do you guys know each other? So I, I met Billy. He was doing a, a, a telephonic show, and I tuned into it. And he said, well, I'm not a radio professional, but I loved what he was doing. He was talking about mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. and he just had a knowledge and an ability to deliver, and he described everything so that even a person who could see could understand what was going on. And I just thought that was awesome. I said, man, you're doing great. And then he got into the radio thing, and he just has a knack for you know placing people. It, it was awesome. Very nice, very nice. We have a call. We'll uh, grab this. Uh, I think somebody has a question for you. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Well, since I heard my name get brought <laughs> up, I had to chime in the conversation. Oh, hey, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, as as Monty said, um, you know, uh, if you remember uh, when uh, we were talking about uh, how uh, – Certain uh, Mr. Krabs was mentioning caller ID and spoofing and all that, and I brought up chat lines. Yes, <laughs> that's actually where where Monty and I met was uh, was was a chat line. Okay. And, yes. Yes. And um, you know, I w- I was running the uh, MMA show, and uh, he was he agree- agreed to help uh, do some voice work for some upcoming shows uh, for advertising and. As I told, I told Monty, it's like uh, you know, I I really don't have the uh, the great radio voice that you do. Monty's like, uh, well, you still have a radio voice, and I think you can do something with it. And then come 2015, when I enrolled in uh, American Broadcasting School, when I had homework assignments and things like that. I mean, my instructor, uh, Mike Hatch, out of Texas, he he's got a pretty good radio voice himself, but. Uh, 
I I worked on the side with Monty to help perfect my assignments, mm. and uh, I think I owe it a lot to Monty too for. You know, basically, I he helped me graduate top of my class. <laughs> oh, that's excellent! Oh, bless your heart. Well, you you did that. You you put a lot of work into that, and it was just incredible how how far you've come. It's amazing, and I'm I'm proud of it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, I mean, I I appreciate your help along the way. I mean, and and uh, not only that too. I mean, there was all the all the helpful criticism too. I mean, you didn't take it easy. It's like, no, you don't do it that way. You do it this way. If you want to be if you want it to sound good, if you want to be taken seriously. That's well, good to know. Uh, well, I, I was just going to say, it's good to know, too, something good can come out of those chat lines. Because, you know, Billy, it sounds like there's, there can be a lot of trouble with those chat lines as well. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that could happen. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> but he's built an incredible uh, following and has just done an amazing job. And I, I'm proud to, to have met him and seen all that he's developed over the years it's been incredible yeah yeah absolutely all right billy uh all right. anything nad no i'm gonna bounce out of here and let you complete the interview thanks for having him all right my friend absolutely thank you take care all right that is uh billy painter of course the uh, host of outlaw radio and uh yeah, Billy. Uh, actually, Billy's uh, connected me with a number of uh, very cool people. But um, yeah, so Monty, so you're on, uh, so you're on uh, Z103.com. Uh, is it Monday through Friday that you do the morning show? Yes, I do, and it's music focused. But we do that, and uh, then I do an afternoon show from noon to five called the Music Shop, where we really dive into the record collection and audio collection and uh, have a good time with it. So it's it's. Uh, uh, and and it's so much fun. They can go to the uh, on their Apple iPhones just to the App Store, type in z103.com. It's a free app, or you can get that on Android. And we have a country station, z103.us. We have the iPhone app available, but the Android app is still under development. But we have seven decades of country as well, uh, Z country we call it. Oh, okay. Uh, Ron is uh, back on the line. Hi, Ron. Hey, Matt um, and Monty. Monty, um, do you eat Braille? Yes. I do. I uh, Every day I, I do some Braille reading. I love it. It's, it's been a blessing to have it. And, yes, I do Braille constantly. Wow, that that is unbelievable because just the thought of having to learn it, it's like, oh, my God. And uh, I just want to have one brief little statement. Uh, I had the, the um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, you know, the, the luck of being able to meet a person once who um, lost his eyesight due to grain alcohol. And uh, you know what? He was a uh, born-again Christian, one of the nicest guys I ever had, I met. We shared a coffee, and uh, he told me, he said, you know, Ron, I see more with no eyesight than I did before when I had could see. And, uh, you know, that was my story. And The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know, and that's it. That's right. Oh, that is so awesome. And, and you really do. You get to discover the other senses, which is just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a million years, I... You know, I, I think about your accomplishments, and I look at myself and I say, "Get your ass out of bed and go freaking do something." You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm so lazy, and I, and you know, I just, I always seem to have an excuse. And I, I think of your stories and your successes, and and where you are, and I was like, "Wow, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see the light," if you want to say. Well, that's good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hey. Monty uh, has inspired you. That's good. And that's all. You know, yeah, definitely an inspiration, for sure. Yeah. All right, thanks for your time, guys, and that's it. I won't bug you anymore. Oh, no worries. All right, thank you, Ryan. All right, thank you, sir. All right, appreciate it. Um, well, Monty, uh, you've been generous with your time. We appreciate it. We'll we'll let you go in a moment. But, of course, the website is the, uh, z103.com. I'm looking at it right now. It's a nice uh, site. I like the very user-friendly layout, which is wonderful. That's important. Um, anything, uh, anything that you wanted to add or want us to know about? Oh, I just encourage people to uh, tune in and enjoy it. Uh, you know, we're here to have fun and to uh, have an open door. If there's local bands that have stuff they'd like us to play on oh. the air, send along your, your CDs or, or files. We'd love to, you know, we just have fun with music and, and audio and, and we're here for you guys. So, you know, uh, it's it's your station as much as it is mine, and and we just appreciate all the support we received in the uh, four short months we've been on the air. Yeah, wow, no, that's great. Well, I I wish you uh, continued success, and I'll be keeping an eye on this and watching it grow. Um, I think it's wonderful what you're doing, and uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And again, I'm very grateful to Billy for connecting us. But uh, we'll have to do this again, Monty, as uh, as things continue to progress with. Uh, Z103, we'll check back in with you. And uh, thank you so much, my friend. It's been wonderful to uh, talk with you today. All right. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you. All right, Monty. Thank you. Take care, my friend. All right. Take care. God bless. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. The great Monty Seaburns. That was very cool. Um, I think what we're... uh, Whoa, why does that sound funny? Oh, there we go. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, so I think what we're going to do is, uh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to play a little something that's, uh, was inspired by my conversation with, uh, Monty, uh, a little, uh, portable radio and, uh, and then we'll, uh, by, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. And, uh, this might get us knocked off of Facebook. I don't know. We'll see. It's been hit and miss lately, but, uh, if it does, I'll, I'll start it back up. But, uh, that was very nice to talk with, uh, Monty Seaburns. And again, the website is z 103 com. We'll take a uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll play a little something, and then we'll come back and uh, go into our final segment of today's Matt Connerton Unleashed.
everybody. Welcome back as we cruise into our final segment on today's Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today is Wednesday, April 27, 2021. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the uh, Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. And this went up today. Uh, trying to plan the rest of your week. Don't forget to add in some time for food and fun. Our weekly lineup, so they did open at 4 p.m. today, and tonight is Industry Night. Uh, tomorrow night is Trivia Night with the great Bill Sini. Please call ahead to reserve your spot, and you'll want to do that uh, definitely, either that or get there early because those tables do fill up quick. Uh, Bill Sini, it is a very popular feature there, Bill Sini's Trivia. He does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays, and then Thursday nights he is at the Hop Knot. Uh, Jim Dozet is uh, performing live on Friday night. Every Friday night, they have uh, live music at the Hop Knot. Uh, let's see. Um, Saturday. Um, oh, this coming Saturday. So this is important. They're only going to be open till 5 uh, to the general public because Saturday night from 7 to 10 p.m., they're hosting the All Black Soiree, which is a fundraiser for the big Juneteenth event. Um, and, uh, we'll share this out on, uh, social media so people know how to get, uh, tickets for that. Uh, Juneteenth is going to be a very, very big deal, uh, this year. That's coming up, uh, June 19th, I think it is. Uh, last year was, uh, was pretty big, very successful. So really looking forward to, uh, to this year's Juneteenth. So the Hopknot, they've got a lot of great things coming up. So, uh, please, uh, visit them soon. Oh, Billy Painter just messaged me. Uh, Monty says that he really enjoyed the conversation and that your show is well put together. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with me, Billy. And uh, thank you so much to Monty. Uh, Monty Seaburns, who joined us, if you missed it, uh, he was with us um, for the first half of the second hour of today's show. And, uh, oh, excuse me, my throat is dry. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. I really uh, enjoyed uh, talking with Monty. He really does have a great radio voice. His website is Z103.com. I suggest you check that out. And we will have him on again, certainly, uh, anytime he, he wants to uh, check in with us. So that was uh, that was great. And, of course, if you missed it, it will be up in, uh, in a little bit after the show at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. Uh, we do have a little bit of time left on today's show. If you'd like to get in with a call, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Oh, boy. I should have gotten some water during the, during the break. Oh, it's my allergy. My allergies cause my throat to get very dry this time of year. You know how it is with the spring allergies. But, uh, yeah, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can opine and interact in the Facebook live chat. I do see Peter White in the uh, Facebook live chat. Hello, Peter. Peter, of course, host of The Morning Show with Peter White, which is weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. right here at WMNH with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. right before this show. And uh, Friday night, I'll get to hang out with Peter on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C., 
which is every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3. And, uh, of course, uh, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with Dan Randall from Dan Randall and the Randlets. And, of course, DJ Steve is here. He's usually, uh, he pulls double duty on Fridays. Usually goes on the morning show and then is on Paul's show in the evening. And uh, and we'll be joined by Peter White for some Brady Bunch trivia. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Peter has been on Retro Spectrum Radio before, but on previous iterations of the show, this will be the first time that Peter has been on the show with us uh, since Retro Spectrum Radio has been here at WMNH. So Friday is my favorite day of the week anyway. I love Fridays, but, uh, you know, because uh, I get to do this show and then Paul's show. But uh, this this particular Friday will be uh, will be a lot of fun, very special. Um, I wanted to well, let me give the number one more time: 603-250-6007. Um, <clears throat> we talked earlier about uh, before our conversation with uh, Monty, we were talking about uh, Fauci saying that you know we're out of the pandemic phase uh, with COVID. Um, and, you know, like I said, we haven't really been talking about the pandemic that much uh, on the show since the war with, uh, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. Since that began, we've been really uh, just I mean, I, I know I've been consumed with it. And so the show has been consumed with it. But um, there are some developments today. Now, there was something positive that happened today. Uh, it was an act of diplomacy that occurred a uh diplomatic transaction, if you will, but unfortunately not anything to do with the war itself, which actually continues to, you know, Russia continues to ramp up what they're doing and Ukraine continues to do the best to fend them off. This is something separate from that that happened, but in the context of all else that is happening, this is a positive development. This would be a positive development anyway, but it's a particularly positive development in light of all else that is happening. And a little bit of a surprise. So there was a prisoner swap that just occurred. Uh, this is from Reuters.com. U.S. and Russia swap prisoners Reed and Yaroshenko amid war tensions. So this is what happened. And, and I want to analyze this a little bit about why this is relevant beyond the swap itself. So the United States and Russia swapped prisoners today amid their most tense relations in decades over the war in Ukraine, with former U.S. Marine Trevor Reed released in exchange for Russian pilot Konstantin Yaroshenko. The swap was not part of broader diplomatic talks and did not represent an American change in approach on Ukraine, U.S. officials said. Russian-American ties have been at their worst since the Cold War era following Russia's February 24 invasion of Ukraine, and we all know about that. Okay. Reed, who is from Texas was on his way to be reunited with his family in the U.S., senior Biden administration officials said, and the 30-year-old was in good spirits. President Biden said in a statement, quote, Today we welcome home Trevor Reed and celebrate his return to the family that missed him dearly, unquote, noting their concerns about their son's health. Biden added, quote, The negotiations that allowed us to bring Trevor home required difficult decisions that I do not take lightly. Uh, asked uh, later how he was able to raise the issue. Now, this is interesting. How he was able to raise the issue of Reed's detention amid the broader tensions with Russia over Ukraine, 
Biden said, quote, I did it, I raised it, I raised it three months ago, unquote. Reed was convicted in Russia in 2019 of endangering the lives of two police officers while drunk on a visit to Moscow. The U.S. called his trial a theater of the absurd. U.S. officials said Biden commuted the sentence of Yaroshenko, a Russian pilot who was arrested by American special forces in Liberia in 2010 and convicted for conspiracy to smuggle cocaine into the United States. Oh, the horror. Uh, yeah, I think it's okay to I think it's okay to let it, let the Russians have him back, right? Uh, Russia had proposed a prisoner swap for Yaroshenko in July 2019 in exchange for the release of any American. The swap occurred in Turkey, and the U.S. thanked its NATO ally for its help in the exchange. Russian news agencies reported Yaroshenko then flew home from Ankara to Sochi and finally Moscow. Uh, Russia's main national news channel showed video of Yaroshenko being embraced by his wife and his daughter, who was jumping up and down with joy on the tarmac at the Moscow airport. Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken said they were working to free another American held in Russia, Paul Whelan, also a former Marine. Joey and Paula Reed, uh, the freed American's parents, thanked Biden and others, saying, quote, our family has been living a nightmare, unquote, for the past 985 days. They said in a statement, quote, the president's actions may have saved Trevor's life, unquote. Russian state, televi uh, Russian state television video played on CNN showed Reed appearing thin and wearing a dark overcoat, being supported on both sides by men wearing camouflage. Russian state me media described the video as showing Reed at an airport in Russia. Let's uh, we'll grab this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's John C. Hopwood. John C. Hopwood, how are you? Uh, I'm angry. Why is that? Because you keep saying Moscow, like you're uh, uh, from in England. It's Moskva. <laughs> that's what the ship that sank. That's what it is in Russian. And Americans say Moscow. Well, it, so when you're saying Moscow, you're not saying <clears throat> the real name of the city. Well, I have. I mean, you know what they tell you in broadcasting school? They tell you there is no cow in Moscow. They do not, because that's BS. Yeah, no, they actually we've do. we've said forever. They actually do. When did they ever do that? That's an affectation, <laughs> because Americans ape, ape the English. Uh-huh. You call I me mean, an ape? How dare uh, here you? Here I am. I, I'm related to the royal family, and I could give a damn about anything, along with five million other people, or 50 million other people. And I could care less about like the crown or anything. Yeah. Same. I mean, I find Anglophilia, uh, particularly in broadcasting, to be un-American. And I'm denouncing you as not being un-American right now. Well, I've been called worse. You have? And what? What, what have you been called? I've been called. Oh. I, I've been called super duper un-American. By who? Well, uh, by many people, by many great patriots, you know. I mean, I I've participated in BLM rallies. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, uh, I don't remember reading about you in the newspaper being at the BLM rally. Well, they don't list all the names. I was wearing a face mask. 
I was when I was when I denounced somebody that we can't even talk about on the radio. Uh-huh. He said trumpeting his own horn. Oh, massaging his own ego. Uh-huh. So, what do you think about that prisoner exchange? Well, I'll tell you what. I so what I um what I wanted to say about it was that I think that it is encouraging that anything like this can actually happen in the current climate with uh, with all that is happening because it requires, uh, what are you doing, undoing some Velcro? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I got injured today. That's why I didn't do my show. Oh, my goodness. You got injured. We'll have to uh, talk about that in a moment. Uh, so uh, I think anything like this that can happen in the current climate is positive because – uh, from what's been reported, there's been very little direct communication. There is very little direct communication these days between the United States and Russia. And I worry about that uh, because you always want to have at least some level of communication, back channel or otherwise, going on between uh, two nuclear powers. So, you know, I'm not putting too much stock in it, but I was surprised by this news, pleasantly so. And I'm glad that there is at least some sort of cooperation going on between uh, the United States and Russia. Well, Matt, uh, if I can add my five Kopex piece. Uh-huh. Five Kopex piece. Oh, I thought you said Kotex. I was like, what? Are you uh Kotex? I mean, Kop- don't you know what a Kopex is? A Kopex? Kopex. I don't know. K-O-P-E-K. No, what's a Kopex? I don't know. It's the equivalent of like a penny. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, piglet. I guess I was just calling it a penny. And the Russian uh, Vinnie the Pooh is called Piatachok. That means uh, like little five uh, Kopeck piece, uh-huh. which means something very small. Oh. And uh, I also have some three. I actually do have both. I have them right here in front of me. Three Kopeck piece, five Kopeck piece. If you don't ban me from your show after today, here's a Tuddy Kopeck piece. Uh, I can actually show them to you. Wouldn't that be exciting? Yes. Now, at the risk of attempting an actual linear uh, conversation, I am curious. How did you uh, get injured? What, ha- what, what, what happened? Tell me about your injury. Are you all right? First off, I was just talking to Eric Belcher, and I had to explain to him how you cope with my... Uh, we want to start a radio show, but I say, if I start talking to Matt about, you know, creating a radio show, we're talking, uh, you know, soon it's about how the uh, Golden Horde defeated the Kievan Rus back in 1343, which is absolutely true, folks. Yes. Well, I can. Duh. So maybe you should talk to Matt because you can focus better. I just hurt my elbow again. Oh, okay. So same injury? I get it. um, but I would say uh, about comment about uh, what you've said. Yes, it is a hopeful thing, but there are open connections going on at all sorts of levels as we speak. And mm-hmm. I've actually read about that in the better European press and for, you know, magazines like Foreign Relations. Remember uh, when Trump was acting really screwy at one point, like, was it the year 2000? The generals, his, his uh, chief of staff uh, of the Joint Chiefs of Staff actually contacted his counterpart. Mm-hmm. In, uh, General Milley. Yeah, General Milley did that, yeah. 
Right, because so, and there's there's a lot of connections and stuff. Uh, the thing about uh, the cocaine, I don't believe the the uh, indicator about the importance of that person is the word is Liberia. But I'll tell you uh, when I come in Friday because I tell you things, uh, you know, in confidence off air. Mm, yes, you do. Some things, but you know, not compromising you so you don't become a target. Thank of, you. Like, Thank irate you. People. Yes, I'm already the target of an irate person uh, who's very jealous of me. I don't want to be the target of an actual uh, of governments or anything like that. Mercenaries. <laughs> the KGB or whatever. The KGB. Merch. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir but Putin himself, you know, next thing you know, I'll be getting poisoned. Uh, no, I don't want that. But you're absolutely right. It's a very uh, positive thing. And we do have to remember, number one, Joe Biden was the head of the Foreign Relations Committee for many years. Number two, he's done a masterful job uh, economically cracking down on, uh, I was going to say the Soviet Union, mm, well, <laughs> on Russia. It's easy to slip into that these days. Right. It is a very uh, tricky situation because these are two nuclear powers. Yes. But uh, uh, we talked after the air uh, Friday, and I said that your attitude towards uh, the possibility of nuclear war is actually the good one to have, remember? Yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. On, on air, you seemed almost offended. Uh, by my uh, by by my <laughs> my optimism, but uh, but yes, off air you did tell me that I was uh, I'd adapted the right attitude, and it is sincere. I truly believe that that the chances of something like that happening remain infinitesimally small. Which is not to say that there's not reason to be concerned, but certainly not worried or panicked. Well, I don't go with that completely, but I do think it's a good attitude to have for many reasons. Yes, yes. And uh, this is another uh, positive development that uh, things will uh, be contained. Yeah. I mean, it's not so good for the Ukrainians what's going on, but, you know, mm -hmm. I would like to save uh, my ass. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, all but, right. Yeah. Well, we're... I think there are open channels about what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's how much can you punish Russia economically? How much can it take? Because, and I'll, I'll end on this note. Everyone has to remember that the ability of Russia to make war is dependent on its economy. Mm -hmm. It has saved up a war chest somewhere 600 uh, to $700 billion. But good God, the United States spends a trillion dollars mm -hmm. on defense uh, you know, every year when yeah. you add in everything, including black ops, intelligence mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. And it could ratchet, it can match, you know, for every Coltex oh. they spend, we can spend a dollar. Absolutely. And for every ruble they spend, uh, we can probably spend a hundred. <laughs> I would say maybe a thousand. Yeah. It maybe a ruble worth about 10 cents, five cents. Yeah. I don't even know at this point. All right, John. Well, we, we got yep. we, we're we're about out of time, but yep. you're going to be in uh, Friday. Yeah, but you read it right, and uh, you know, I think that you probably, I think Ugly Joe would say that you mesmerized me at the end of the show uh, with that. Yes, uh, you've been mesmerized. of yours, but no, uh, okay. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. I will. Take care. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, that was John C. Hopwood, and uh, he will be in Friday. Very good. The one other big thing, we we don't have time to get to it, but um, today, uh, Russia, uh, what what's the name of the company? Gas, what is it? I can't remember now.
But uh, Russia will no longer be supplying natural gas to um, Bulgaria and Poland. The good news is, uh, the good news in that is Poland was was actually ready. It appears that they were ready for this. Um, and they were getting ready to tell Russia to go screw anyway uh, once the current contract is up. Now, I'm not so sure what position Bulgaria is in, but Poland, you know, and I always say mad props to Poland. Uh, the young people say that. I, I believe they say mad props or something. Uh, mad props to Poland who have stepped up huge uh, throughout uh, this uh, crisis with uh, their acceptance of refugees and doing all they can. And, uh, yeah, Poland, uh, you know, Russia said no more, uh, you know, we're shutting off the gas lines. And uh, Poland uh, pretty much is just giving them the finger in return. And uh, that is uh, heartening to see. Okay. On that note, thank you again, uh, uh, Monty Seaburns, for joining us earlier. That was great. Thank you to everyone who called today. And if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.